Hey you guys, welcome back to your favorite podcast as told by Keish. As I promised, I will be talking about um, a missing person on this episode. Um, if you know me in real life, you know that I am a ID channel, true crime, Joe Kenda, um, homicide hunter. I am an ID true crime junkie. I love anything involving that, and that's because I love to solve mysteries. I love it's something about doing the research and like really trying to figure things out that has me intrigued and wanting to know more so that you know little old me can solve the case. Um, we know that's not true because the trained professionals are the ones who solve the case, but you know. I have heard stories where, you know, normal people who are into, you know, these type things help with solving cases because, you know, they, as a normal person, you might see something that the investigators may not see or may have overlooked, um, and bam, there you have it, the case is solved. But on this episode in particular, I will be talking about Mrs. Keisha Jacobs, Um, The circumstances surrounding her disappearance are sketchy, and sadly, I think more people know something than what they are saying, Um, which I feel like with missing, uh, missing persons, that's usually always the case. Somebody knows more than what they are telling, and it's sad because you choose to withhold information because you want to protect yourself mind you a family is missing their loved one and they may not never see them again whether it's alive um whether they found find them deceased all because you want to not get yourself in trouble but that's a whole nother can of worms and i don't think i don't think y'all ready for that discussion but anywho um, so we're going to talk about Kishé Jacobs. Kishé was a 21-year-old um, when she was last seen or heard from on September 26, 2016 in Richmond, Virginia. She was very close with her mother, Tony Jacobs, and very close with her brother as well. Um, so this was definitely out of character for her to just up and go missing. Um, the last time her mom, Tony, talked to her on that same day, She let her know that she was visiting a friend's house, and she texted her mom and told her that she had made it and that she would be home the following day. Um, She texted her and told her this while Tony was at work. Um, But the next day while Tony was at work, waiting on a call from Quiche or a text or something just to let her know she had made it home, she never got that. Um, So while Tony was, you know, Waiting and you know, getting nervous as any parent would do, she called Keisha's um, cell phone, but all her calls were going straight to voicemail. And she even called Keisha's brother to see if he had talked to her, but he hadn't spoken to Keisha since the day before as well. So, as a mom, you're already worrying about your child, but at this point, you're in overdrive like, you can't think, you can't focus, like, you just want to make sure your child is good. So when Tony got off of work um, and realized that Quiche still wasn't home, she started calling her friends, going to their houses with no luck. 
So then she contacted the police to file a missing person report. And of course, being that Keisha was 21 years old, the police, they their thought process is, well, uh, maybe she just doesn't want to be bothered at the moment and she'll be back. Uh, because, you know, when you're grown, you have the free will to go off and not be missing, which is sad because if your family reports you as missing, it's probably because it's uncharacteristic for you to go missing or you have some type of mental illness where, um, you know, you don't think properly or some type of, you know, drug habit or something like that, um, which is also not allowing you to think like you should. So I think that whole grown up being missing, that, that should be looked into and there should be always be an exception to the rule, I guess. But anywho, um, so at this point, Tony starts going door to door to search for her child. And during this time, she found out that Keisha had been with her friends that night. But that's something that they had previously denied. Because when she called them and talked to them, they basically said that they weren't with Keisha. They didn't know where she was at, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, Which is sad because at this point, you know... You know she's missing, so why would you lie about something like that? So that's the first thing that frustrated me. But eventually, one of the friends said, um, one of the friends who was Demarcus Hunt said that he dropped Keisha off and said that he thought he was dropping her off at a female friend's house, excuse me, a mutual female friend's house. And then he claimed that he had received a text from that friend that she was there but when the police questioned that that friend, she said she never sent the text. That's the second thing that pisses me off. Because why would you lie about something like that? And obviously, they had to check phone records to see who was telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? Which I'm inclined to believe the friend, the female friend, was telling the truth. But then again, I don't know. So after Tony got this information and found out, you know, round about where he dropped her off at, because he didn't give her the address, he because he didn't drop her off at the exact house. He just told her about where Kishé was. He seen Kishé going to. Anyway, um, so after Tony got that information from him, she went to the man's house. When she gets to the man's house, he told her, or he gave her different versions of his interactions with Keisha. He supposedly claimed that not long after she got to his house, she called for a ride and left. So Tony gave the police this information, but they searched the house, but there were no signs of Keisha. But sometime later, um, they searched, they ended up searching the house again. Well, Tony found out that the man had moved. They ended up searching the house again, but they located a basement which the police had failed to check the first time, but unfortunately, there were still no signs of Keisha. But other reports that I found in another um, another internet source says that droplets of Keisha's blood was found on clothing in the apartment. So I don't know which one is true. I don't know if they found her blood in the apartment or if they didn't find the blood in the apartment. I'm not sure. As far as the droplets of Keisha's blood being found in the apartment, 
I only seen one source report that. So I don't know how credible it was, to be honest. Um, but since Keisha has been missing, there has been no activity on her email, her Facebook, um, bank account. All that stuff remains inactive. Um, her cell phone, ID, overnight bag, none of that has even been recovered. Um, and one of the saddest parts about this all is... Like I said before, Keisha's mom had two children. She had Keisha, and then she had um, Devon, um, I think that's his name, or Davion. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but Keisha went missing in September, early part of 2017. Her son was murdered, so she ends up losing both kids. One, she has no idea where she's at. And the other, he was murdered. He was taken away from her. Um, But I did read somewhere else that um, in November 2016, there was... So, Keisha went missing in September. Come November 2016, there was some information. And I had never seen this information anywhere else. Mind you, like I said, I have been following this case since at least four years. Never seen this information anywhere else until I like really start researching it and trying to gather all my information to make sure I tell the story right. But apparently there was a man in um, Henrico named Randy Watkins, who was 23 at the time. Well, back in 2016, who supposedly was with Quiche hours before she disappeared. But... He wasn't, he's not a suspect. He's not a person of interest or anything like that. He just was with her. And that's literally all it said. And I only seen that with on one, one search. So I don't know how credible that is either. Like I had never seen that before. Um, so finally, 14 months after her disappearance, the Richmond police department suspected it as foul play. And just recently, there was another gentleman who is who is actually a person of interest. Um, and I can't find my notes on that, but I know I wrote it down. Oh, there it is. So, um, there's another male person of interest in custody. It's, um, but he's in custody on unrelated charges, but they're not related to the case itself. But he's he was arrested um, for I believe assault or violent crime on a on a female I believe that's what it was. Um, again, it's not related to Quiche herself, but it is. I mean, he was violent with a woman. So other than that, no arrests or charges have been filed. Um, he's currently just a person of interest. His name is Otis Lee Tucker. He is incarcerated in Sussex, Virginia. And he, they, the police believe he has information, but he's not saying anything. Which leads me to believe that he might have did something to her. Up until this point, I honestly thought, well, maybe, um, maybe she is alive somewhere being held against her will. Um, 
but now I hate to say it but now I I just don't know um I hope that her mom gets closure um sooner than later because it's it's already been five years um Mr. Otis Lee Tucker you know something god damn it say something like just makes me so angry that you know if he knows something he's holding on to this information like sir you already locked up tell what you know if you did something to her go ahead and face the music um because her mom her family is suffering not knowing where their baby is and it it sucks that you hold you hold information to you know possible information and you just you won't release it because you're scared of what the repercussions will be for you fucking coward but anyway i'm saying it like the man is guilty but yeah he knows he knows something i think because why would he be a person of interest all of a sudden five years later he definitely knows something but um that's pretty much all the information that i have on this particular case It's not a whole lot of information that was available. It's pretty cut and dry. The only thing that's not clear is why the friends lied. Because that got me in a tizzy. Like, that really got me kind of upset. Like, why would y'all lie if y'all know that her mom cannot find her? So, why lie and say she was not with y'all and then say she was with y'all? Then, why the other friend who dropped her off, why he say... That he dropped off with a female friend. If that's your mutual friend, you know where you dropped her off at, right? You know where the friend lives at, right? Like, I'm not understanding why you lied about that and receiving a text from that mutual friend and you didn't receive that text. Do you, are you friends with the person that might have did something to Quiche? Do you know way more than you're telling? I'm not understanding. Also, um, I was confused about this Randy Watkins guy and why, why, well, it said he only had a connection because he was supposedly the last person seen with her hours before she disappeared. But I thought that DeMarcus Hunt was the one that dropped her off, which to me, he would have been the last person to see her before she disappeared. It's just so much going on. It's kind of like, I said it's cut and dry, but it's kind of not. It's just so many pieces that just seem like out of place and make no sense um but if you are curious about what may have happened to Keisha Jacobs or you want more information on it um you can go to the Facebook page it's called help find Keisha Jacobs and basically um someone whoever monitors that page does updates and things of that nature on the page so that we can find Quiche. And I say we because this is this is a worldwide thing. We need to find this lady, this young woman, and bring her home, um, however it may be. Um, her mother also holds a Missing Persons Day every April. Um, in Richmond to spread awareness and prevent others from going missing, which I think is a beautiful thing when you can use your grief to help others because I know her mother has to be grieving. And it's just, 
I, as a mother myself, I could never, as a 21-year-old son, I could never imagine the pain of not knowing where your child is. Um, I could never imagine that. It has to be very scary. Um, has to be a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of tears, just a lot of pain and agony. Um, so, yes, please let's help find Keisha Jacobs. You, If you know something, you know somebody that may know something. I mean, even the smallest minute detail can help. So, let's bring her home and give her mother the closure that she needs. So, after listening to this podcast, what do you guys think happened to Keisha Jacobs? Why do you think the friend lied? Um... Why do you think Randy Watkins was a, was a suspect? Because it just seems so kind of weird and not the bloom. And what do you think about the supposed person of interest, Mr. Otis Lee Tucker? Um, if you need more information than what I've given you, like I said, you can always go to the Facebook page, Help Find Keisha Jacobs. And you can always find like articles about that. They did a story on HBO. There was a story on the ID channel. It's information out there. But I would love to hear your feedback. And if you have a specific missing person that you want me to discuss, let me know. And I'll be glad to discuss it because I want to find the help find these people um, that are missing so badly. Just as bad as their families because I would want the same if it was my family. So, um, I do want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of my podcast. Please give me feedback. Let me know what you think and let's discuss. And so the next episode, I'll talk to you guys soon.